Good morning and welcome to another day and episode of Hearts Knit Together in Christ Ministries. I'm your host, Marsha A. Sullivan, and I would like to say thank you for joining this ministry today to listen to our podcast. Today is December the 30th, 2021. We are celebrating as we're getting ready to head into a new year and just taking a moment to reflect about everything that happened in year 2021 and what we can learn from and grow from and in in the things that we need to set in place for this year of 2022 making sure that we're preparing for our hearts our minds to be in order and in really letting go of things that mean us no good um and one of the things that I want to start off with today is sharing with you a scripture so that we can be reminded what the Lord wants to do in our lives and learn from the lesson from the book of 2 Timothy chapter 3 of what we need to be expecting as Paul is writing to Timothy about things to look for in the last day. But as we're opening up, I want to open up with a very important scripture that I want you to meditate on and really consider as you walk in this Christian walk that is not always an easy walk before the Lord. Because sometimes you may miss the mark. Sometimes you may disappoint. Sometimes you may experience rejection. But no matter what you go through, this, <laughs> this scripture here. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, tells us this. It says that all scripture is God-breathed. It's not a lie. It's not made by human hands. It's not created by man. But it's breathed by the breath of the true and the living God. And with that being said, the scripture tells us that it's useful for, number one, teaching, rebuking, when we need to be rebuked by the Lord, by the Holy Spirit is useful for correcting us when we're wrong and in training us in righteousness so that we can become more and more like our Lord and Savior. And because of that, God wants to teach us and equip us so that we can be in verse 17 so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. God has a good work for you to do for him in 2022. And I pray that you're getting yourself in alignment to do this good work. Because we want, if Jesus comes back on the scene unsuddenly, we want to hear him say, well done. Uh, we want to hear him say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. And so that's why we're working to bring glory and honor to the Lord. So with that being said, let's get into the lesson of today. The lesson of today is the book of Timothy. We're reading from the second second chapter, the second book of Timothy, I'm sorry, rather. The second book of Timothy, chapter 3. So Timothy is receiving wise counsel from you can say his mentor or his spiritual father in, in, in the body of Christ, which is Paul. Paul is writing a very important letter 
to Timothy to let him know (laughs) the things that he needs to be aware of, the things that will take place and the things that must take place. And so here in this specific letter, Paul points out what's going to happen in the last days. And this is a reminder to us because we can see what was written during this time. We can see that even as we're living in the now, some of these things are happening right before our eyes. And it starts off by saying in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1, it says, but mark this, there will be terrible times in the last days which is also known as perilous times in the last days. Verse 2 says people will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, pride, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiven, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of the good, treacherous, rash conceited lovers of pleasures lovers of things of this world rather than lovers of god verse 5 says having a form of godliness but denying his power meaning they have a form of religion they look the part they sound the part they dress the part they can quote scriptures here and there they can you know recite god's word but really not living according to what his word says and rejecting and denying that power by choosing to rebel against God's word. And and Paul instructs Timothy, he says, have nothing to do with such people. Because if you do do, you know, have something to do with these kinds of people, you can if you're not careful you can become just like them so timothy <clears throat> timothy realizes that paul is teaching him some some wise things that that he needs to take not for granted but he needs to take seriously and so as a wise teacher teaches the student we are the students we're supposed to listen because there's something that we can learn from this. Verse 6 says, They are the kind who warm their way into homes and gain control over gullible women. Now women, I'm sure some of you listening today, as well as myself, have probably walked in seasons where you have been deceived by the enemy, whether you was the one deceiving or whether someone else was doing the deceiving to you. And Truth be told, the Holy Spirit had to bring some correction in your life, some order to reveal to you what was truth and what was not truth. And so even in the Bible, Paul gives Timothy an example of how these women, they were considered gullible because they were weak in their faith. They were weak in in the spirit because they were walking in the flesh and not walking in the, the, the spirit. And they became weak because they had heard the message but they rejected it because they relieved another form of teaching right 
and that's the teaching of Satan himself, the lies of the enemy. But they were, not to say that they were not aware, but the scripture says that because they were gullible women, they were loaded down with sins, and they were swayed by all kinds of evil desires. And with that being said, it's possible to know God's word, but it, but if you're swayed by evil desires, meaning things like lust after the flesh, all of these things that, that God warns and says that we are to rid our hearts of impurity, covetousness, uh, hate, envy, pride, all of these things, then guess what? These evil desires can overtake God's truth living with us if we're not careful to examine our hearts before the Lord. So I love how how Paul gives that example because it helps us to see the weaknesses that that we may have experienced on this journey of walking with the Lord. And in verse 7 it says, They're always learning, but never able to come to a knowledge of truth. And that's a very heartbreaking thing for those who are saying that they love the Lord and really know him to to always learn you you're you're buying these books you're listening you're trying to grow and mature but never coming to the knowledge of God's truth you're just hearing it but not receiving it because there's no really transformation on the inside and so I pray that everyone listening, whether you're a man or a woman, a son, a boy or a girl, whomever you may be as you're listening to this message today, I pray that, that the Holy Spirit will help you to come to the knowledge of his truth and his plans for your lives. And the example that Paul compares to this this statement is found in verse 8 when when Paul says just as Janus and Jamaris opposed Moses also these teachers opposed the truth now if you don't know anything about Janus and Jamaris we're gonna I'm gonna help you understand who they were now if you turn to the book of Exodus you will find out a little bit about who they were now during this time in history Moses was um (laughs) excuse me considered to be a teacher of the Lord God had called and appointed Moses to teach his word and while Moses was spending time teaching God's word he came across some things and and um experienced some things in, in in Egypt where Egypt was known for practicing magic and doing all kind of evil things you remember pharaoh so in the book of exodus let's don't let's go to chapter 7 so you can see what i'm saying here in verses 11 and it says here it says that pharaoh then summoned wise men and sorcerers and the egyptian musicians also did the same things by their secret arts so here in this text in order to get an understanding you had to know that Aaron's staff had become a snake before Pharaoh and his his officials 
okay so Moses and Aaron they were doing something for the Lord and they were performing a miracle in the presence of Pharaoh in verses 9 it says when Pharaoh says to you perform a miracle then say to Aaron take your staff and throw it down before Pharaoh and it will become a snake so God had given Pharaoh I'm sorry Moses and Aaron instructions on what to do in the presence of Pharaoh who was considered to be a king at the time and so in verse 10 it says Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh and did just as the Lord commanded and then Aaron threw his staff down in front of Pharaoh and his officials and it became a snake now one thing we need to understand again I read I wanted you to see the comparisons of what I'm saying here in verses 11 Pharaoh then summoned so you have to know who were wise men because in 2nd Timothy chapter 3 it just gave us an example of how Janus and Jamaris was really rejecting God's truth and so what I want you to see is in 11 these wise men and sorcerers the musicians they did the same thing they tried to throw some snakes down and you know they tried to perform some magic but guess what it didn't work because God because what what God what God allowed Moses and Pharaoh to do in the presence of of Pharaoh and his officials they couldn't even stand because it says but Aaron's staff swallowed up their staffs yet Pharaoh's heart became hard and he would not listen to them just as the Lord and this is the reason why Janus and Jamaris really opposed Moses because they also practiced uh you know they were like musicians or wise men scribes who practiced wicked things in, in in the presence of kings but they rejected and denied God's truth and these these kind of people God says he will denounce so they are also known as in the Bible as soothsayers but God warns us against these kinds of people to stay away from them in a modern day term for a wise man or a scribe right would be considered somebody <coughs> as a sorcerer or medium right and god does not want us to affiliate with these kinds of people because they they have evil spirits uh that are operating wicked spirits that are operating behind the scenes and so this is why some people can never come to the knowledge of God's truth is because they say they, you know, are walking with the Lord and know the Lord, but yet they're going to other uh, sources or resources outside of God's word. And God doesn't want that. He wants us to come directly to him. They're going to people who do black magic, people who do witchcraft, people who do voodoo and all of these things that opposes God's word and is contradictory and i want you to think about how this displeases the lord because number one when we think of what happened in the book of exodus 
God had overpowered Pharaoh and all of the people who thought they were wise and had all of this knowledge and truth, he overpowered them. And not to mention, be careful because these very people are capable of deceiving others because they pretend to have great knowledge of things. They pretend to uh, be fortune tellers, meaning that they think that they can predict things to come. But in actuality, their words are full of lies because they're considered to be false prophets false prophets so i want you to really um think about that think about what how how much damage a a, a false prophet can really do in the kingdom of god and outside the kingdom of god and not only that god warns against uh (laughs) these again these soothsayers because these were the same people that in 2 Timothy chapter 3, who were really deceiving these, these gullible women. And <clears throat> I can give you some, some scriptures that you can actually refer to as you're reading. You can refer to, uh, to Leviticus 19 and 31 about the soothsayers, right? It says that... <laughs> Do not turn to mediums or necromancers. Do not seek them out and so make yourselves unclean by them. So when you seek them, you become unclean for I am the Lord your God. Okay, John 1 41 says, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God or from many false prophets who have gone out into the world. So false prophets are among us. They're they're walking, you know, everywhere. They're in the church. They're outside the church. Um, Another example of this would be Acts 16 and 16. And the Bible says, as we were going to the place of prayer, okay, they were going to a place of prayer, where we were met by a slave girl who had a spirit of divination and brought her owners much gain by fortune telling. Fortune telling is a wicked thing before the Lord because no man can predict the future without God revealing it by the power of his Holy Spirit. And those who do predict the future, the Bible is saying they are, they're really evil evil and wicked they're liars another scripture i want to point out as it relates to this topic here is revelation 21 and 8 where it says but as for the cowardly the faithless the detestables as for murderers the sexual immoral sorcerers those who practice witchcrafts idolaters those who sleep with other people husbands and wives right it says in all liars their portion will be in the lake that burns with fire and sulfur which is the second death so i pray that as you're listening to this message as as well as well as i am listening as the lord has led me to share these things that you will stay away from people 
who engage in witchcraft, sorcery, or who who say that (laughs) they are priests or scribes or even teachers of the word, but they engage in these kinds of things. The Bible considers these things to be wicked and they are two deceivers because they deceive the women that Timothy, that I'm sorry, that Paul was speaking of in the Bible. And <clears throat> last but not least, as we're closing out in the book of 2 Timothy chapter 3, I want you to reflect on <coughs> uh, the last the last uh, verse where we were actually reading in verse 8 where it says, Just as Janus and Jamaris opposed Moses, so also these teachers opposed the truth. I gave you an example of that in the book of Exodus. And they are men of deprived minds who, as far as the faith is concerned, are rejected. They are rejected because they have rejected God's truth. In verse 9, it says, but they would never get very far because as in the case of those men, their folly, their sins would be clear to everyone. So, you know, they think they may be getting away, but they're really not getting away. Because if, you know, they really didn't repent and seek the Lord, then guess what? They're not fooling anybody. They're, in fact, they become what, what the Bible, I think, will be considered as foolish foolish and so i wanted to share that with you today as as we can see that the earth is truly groaning and crying out for the return of christ but we need to be in a position to be in constant prayer constant meditation reading our words and constant fasting because there are sorcerers out here there are people who do witchcraft they're plaguing the churches and have been for years and god is exposing these things because he does not want his people to be deceived rather he wants us to be aware and know how to deal with these things when when we see them just as paul was encouraging timothy how to be aware of these things and in the perilous times that was going to come in their modern day of the last time and even in our day of the last days before we see Christ Timothy writes so that we we the body of Christ can be aware of what to look for and I would say more than now I'm seeing what this Bible is talking about because we're living right in the midst of it. So I want to close out today in prayer and I pray that you learn something from it and that you will be aware of what's happening and why the earth is becoming so dark as it has been, but even more wicked because Christ is getting ready to come a second time. So Father God, we thank you today for this word we thank you for your teachings we thank you for using paul's writing to instruct timothy's heart to make him aware of what to look for god i thank you god that 
this word even speaks today and still has so much weight and wisdom and that is a lot and that it teaches us to be aware of those who are practicing evil things and and those that are deceiving your people God God I pray that we will not be found out to be as the Bible considered these people women in particular who were gullible who 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 came who who heard the truth but never came to a knowledge they never received it Father, help us to stay away from people who carry the spirit of lovers of themselves. Help us to stay away from people who love money, who are boastful and prideful, abusive, disobedient, ungrateful, and unholy. Because that's what Paul warned Timothy of. He says, have nothing to do with these kinds of people. But we want to be your light. But we don't want to be corrupted by darkness. We want to be what you called us to be. And I pray that everyone that's listening today, God, will have a desire, more so now than ever, God, to be what you called them to be and to remain walking in the light. Light and to withdraw from things that does not exemplify the truth concerning your word. Father, I thank you, Lord, that you deliver your people and that you always provide a way of an escape, no matter what situation we have found ourselves in. God, you always provide a way of an escape so that your people can come to the knowledge of truth. I thank you that your Holy Spirit reveals all things and that therefore we don't need to go to a medium. We don't need to go to a sorcerer. We don't need to go to a scribe or a priest. But I thank you, Holy Spirit, that we can come to you because you live on the inside as we have received you as our Lord. You come to fellowship. You don. You become alive. The Holy Spirit becomes a part of who we are. And so I thank you for that. And I pray, Lord, for you to bless every heart that is listening to this ministry near and far. May this teaching bless their souls and break chains in their lives and make them become aware of your word as they draw nearer and closer to you more than ever before. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to Hearts Knit Together. Again, I'm your host, Marcia A. Sullivan. And I pray that you were, was blessed today by this word. And I pray that you tune in again. And as you tune in, bring a friend, bring your family, bring someone with you who's never come to you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Hearts Knit Together in Christ Ministries. I'm excited because I am so blessed that the Lord was able to look upon me with such mercy and grace 
And I'm sure he has looked upon you with such mercy and grace because he has kept you here and allowed you to make it into a whole nother year. And that's something to be very, very thankful about. You know, 2001 was a very trying and challenging year. Many people died with COVID and so many sickness just plagued the earth. And <laughs> there was a lot of confusion going on in the spirit. But, but glory be to God. I thank the Lord that he is our healer. He's our redeemer. And he makes all things new in our lives. So I want to start off by just saying Happy New Year to you. And as you're going into, as we're entering into this year, I want you to keep in mind that, number one, Jesus is Lord over our lives and that Jesus desires to be Lord over your lives. And for someone that's listening today, if you have not had the opportunity to accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, I ask for you to do that. Accept Jesus into your heart this very day. And as you accept him into your heart, make sure you begin to allow the Holy Spirit to help you begin to live according to the Spirit and and according to his word. Because that's where the truth is, is in the power of his word. And the power of God's word is able to transform our lives from the inside out if we will be willing and obedient and allow him to do his work. He will begin to transform our lives for his glory. And so today's topic is about a new mindset. You know, some of us uh, cannot experience the newness that Christ wants us to have is because we, we still have old tendencies from the old nature that the Lord wants to break deep within us within our minds within our hearts within our spirits and our soul and so the book of romans is the perfect is the perfect book to read especially if you want to receive the newness and a new mind the book of romans shows us how to operate with the new mind so that we're not careful uh so that I'm sorry, so that we are careful not to fulfill the things of the flesh. Now turn with me to the book of Romans. We're gonna go right into chapter eight, verses five. And it says, Those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires. But those who live in accordance with the spirit have their minds set on what the spirit desires. So there is two different desires here in the book of Romans that Paul is actually speaking of. And one is fulfilling the things of the flesh. It's the flesh desires. Well, I want you to understand that the flesh only desires to fulfill what is necessary to the person's emotional needs without abiding in God's word. So the flesh desires to do things that aligns with self and 
when that happens, God is not included because they're making the decisions alone. But whereas with the spirit, the spirit is led by God's word and God's truth. And so Paul helps us to understand that. In verse 6, it says, The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. And I'm going to give you an example of what that really means. Now, the flesh only brings about death, but the spirit gives birth to life. And for an example, when you think of the flesh, when when the when the flesh is operating, right, more so than the spirit, the flesh is going to give birth to things that brings disappointment to God's heart as well as our own hearts. And this is where sometimes our actions and our behavior are contrary to God's word. This is where Paul even states that when we're operating in the flesh, right? And the flesh represents things such as the lust. These are the areas and the desires that we're going to fulfill. Meaning, if you go to Ephesians 2 and 3, it'll help us to understand what that is really saying there. And what it's really saying is that all of us who lived among them at one time gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts, like the rest, we were by nature deserving war, meaning death. But when we come to know Christ, something happened. And so Paul was saying here that our sinful nature is evidenced by our inclination towards seeking our own interests to disobey and rebel against God's word. Now, this is how we operated before we came to know the Lord. And some of us have operated like this, sadly to say, even when we know the Lord, but we choose when we fulfilled the things of the flesh it was not because we did not know the truth but it's because we chose deliberately to disobey the truth and to disobey God's word and so we want to make sure that we're not following the flesh because the flesh results in things that are very evident in the Bible such as adultery sexual immorality things that God said we should put away The flesh only results in impurity, lustfulness, pleasures of this world, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts, anger, selfish ambition, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins that that will eventually lead us into death. But we do... We do have a God who who warns us and wants us to walk and to develop a mind of Christ. Now, in verse 6 of Romans um, chapter 8, we're still in chapter 8. It says, the mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. And I know this to be true for myself because there are times in my life where I had the mind of Christ but the spirit and the flesh was at war within my own body 
And there were times where I chose to fulfill the things of the flesh. And when I did that, there were consequences behind my actions, behaviors, and choices. And and these things are not good. It's never good to fulfill the things of the flesh by rebelling against God's word when he's given it to us. They're going to always result in death. And we don't want to enter into this new season of life in 2020 fulfilling things of the flesh because the Lord said we are to rid our hearts of these things so that we can have a new life and that we can experience the abundance of his life and peace of mind. Verse 7 says the mind governed by the flesh is hostile towards God and it does not submit to God's law nor can it do so. So that shows us that when we're operating in the flesh our hearts are going to stray away from God's truth because of ongoing sin that leads to death. And I want you to go into Galatians 5 and 17 and you will see where, excuse me, where it says, For the desires of the flesh is against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh, for they are in opposition to one another in order to keep you from doing whatever you want. So God has given us his spirit to protect us when we want to or think we want to fulfill the lust of the flesh God says no and we have a choice to either choose the things of the spirit that brings forth life or we have a choice to indulge in the flesh but one one thing I can tell you is that when you choose to develop that mindset where you want to indulge in the flesh your heart becomes infected and contaminated. And and because of disobedience, what you're really saying is that you desire to be independent from God. And these things, again, they draw our hearts away from the Lord because the flesh is wicked. And the flesh only desires to do the things that are pleasing to self. But when you walk in the spirit, you're careful to make sure that you're fulfilling the things of the spirit. Now, it was something that David said in the book of Psalms, Psalm verses 119 and 11. He said, The word have I hid in my heart that I may not sin against thee. To to be able to hide God's teaching in our hearts is so powerful. Because when the test comes, we would be able to have the truth of God's word to stand on. But when the test comes and the word has not been deeply planted, deeply rooted in our hearts, then guess what? We're going to fail it. And then we have to start all over again so that we can learn whatever it is that the Holy Spirit wants us to learn. But in Psalms 119 and 11, that verse helps us 
to understand that we need to really treasure God's word. We need to value it because it's the source of our life. It's the source of our being. It's where we draw our strength from. And it's where we learn to absolutely obey and yield to God's truth. It's where we learn to yield to his teaching. Now let's go back to the book of Romans. We were in verses chapter 8, verse 7, where it says, The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It's hostile because it doesn't want to please the Lord. And it does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. In verse 8, it says, Those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. So think about that in year 2022. I don't believe in my spirit, man. We have long. So we want to make sure because the second return of Christ is, is bound to happen. But God is warning our hearts. He's warning our spirit, man, to make sure that we are walking accordingly to the spirit and that we're not living in a realm that opposes his word and the realm that opposes his word is the realm of the flesh it says those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God so if you're in that realm or you have been in that realm in 2021 I encourage you today to repent even I had to personally repent of some things in my own life in the year of 2021 that I know that that things that were not pleasing before the Lord and I repented and I urge you to repent so that you can walk and live a life of holiness before the Lord and a life of peace so that others that through your way of living, they would truly come to know the Lord. But God wants us to be serious about this walk and not play with him because playtime is over with. We have to be preparing for what's really getting ready to happen is the second return of Christ. And in verse 9, it says, You, however, are not in the realm of the flesh. He's talking about those who've accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. You are not in the realm of the flesh, but you are in the realm of the spirit. I have to constantly remind myself of that. When when I am tempted, when I want to go astray or rebel against the Lord, and I want you to be reminded that because you've accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, you're no longer in the realm of the flesh, but you're operating now in the realm of the spirit. <laughs> And it says, if indeed the spirit of God lives in you, and if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, then they do not belong to Christ. Because there's no way we can say we belong to Christ and continue to operate in the spirit of the flesh. Those two are at war with each other. And anyone who is saying they're in Christ but operating in the flesh is not at peace really with the Lord 
their enemies to the Lord until they repent. And it says in verse 10, but if Christ is in you, then even though your body is subject to death because of sins, the spirit gives life because of righteousness. So in the realm in which we walk in the spirit, we have been given life and abundance of life. And so I want you to remember that as you walk into the year of 2022, train your heart to develop a, a new mindset by walking in the realm of the spirit and allowing the spirit to give birth to the things of the spirit so that when you stand before the truth and living God, you will hear God say, well done, well done. But if you're choosing to walk in the flesh, you won't hear those words. Instead, you will probably hear something depart away from me, you sinners of inequities, for I never knew you. I never knew you. And so while we've been given the day and the time, we want to make sure that our mind is renewed. Because we don't want to hear God say those words. And if he says those words, those words, God will not be able to take it back. And so we have the now to live right and to get it right before we even meet with the Lord. And so I want you to know that God loves you and God will bring correction in your life because he loves you he will rebuke you because he loves you and be encouraged and start this year off with a mindset to live in the realm of the spirit and die to the things of the flesh may god bless you and may you be at peace in jesus name i pray Thank you for listening to Hearts Knit Together in Christ. I'm your host, Marcia A. Sullivan, and I pray that your, your new year will be blessed and that you will continue to walk in the realm of the Spirit. Amen.